0: For a long time on our podcast, we've refrained from taking people out of the Hall of Fame. What I mean by that is that we believe the Hall of Fame should be bigger, uh, there should be more guys in it. Um, and, and aside from people thinking that makes it the Hall of Very Good, we've never been about taking guys out of the Hall of Fame because we felt it was too reductive. Well, today's podcast is going to be if we had to, absolutely had to, take 10 guys out of the Hall of Fame, we're going to give you our guys.
1: Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball.
0: Bleacher Report, lots of other platforms um, than Bleacher Report, like uh, The Athletic, they, they have uh, put on, you know, out a whole list of guys that they think should not be in the Hall of Fame. So we both... Mm-hmm. Put together our lists, and I, I, I went really deep because I looked at a bunch of articles, and I came up with forty-eight guys that people talk about on lists of this guy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I don't know how many you have, so, but um, I, yeah,
1: you, I have a lot. We have more than we need to if we're if we're kind of coming down to a top ten here. But it is interesting that when you look at it like this, I think it kind of comes down to. You have to either accept that in a big hall, there's going to be some guys that make it in that aren't slam dunks. And I I think what would happen is if you did kick out these guys and you didn't put anybody new in 15 from years from now, we would just be debating about who the guys in at that point
0: that are on the borderline. No
1: doubt. And
0: and, and and all these guys and, – and I came with 48 guys. By the way, I don't feel that all these guys don't belong in the Hall of Fame. But these are names that, are, in, my, in my case here, that people have talked about. And so we're going to talk about all the different names. And we're going to see um, – hopefully at the end of it, we'll come up with uh, 10 names. that We'll probably agree on a few.
1: Right. I think but well, not all of them. I, I think if we're going with a top 10, we'll probably be in a little bit of a closer agreement just because – the, I feel like the top of the list is a little bit more obvious, but it's it's interesting because I mean one of the things I noticed going through is if you got a bone to pick with anybody here, you kind of have a bone to pick with a Veterans Committee.
0: Yeah, you 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 said that uh, before, and and I agree. When you see weird things that happen, well, lot like, of, how do they this guy get in there?
1: I think there's two things I take away. One, that's where the majority of the how did this guy get in here right. through the Veterans Committee. But two, I think a bigger problem I ran into is how the hell do I judge guys from like the era of what I call funny baseball, like the 1910s and earlier period? Really anything, or pre, even pre 1900, pre 19, yeah, pre 1920, really, for me. Like, anything before that just feels like funny baseball where it's just like, like it's like whose line is anyway, all oh, the rules are made up and the points didn't really matter because nobody actually was, it
0: wasn't really baseball at that point. I always use the founding of the American league in 1901 as that sort of modern, well, not me. Everyone uses it as the modern era thing, because at least we had the NL and the AL, the NL came around in 1876. So all those players are from the 1890s. And, and there's a bunch of people, one of, one of our followers is a big Jim McCormick for the hall of fame, a great pitcher, late 19th century pitcher, um, probably belongs in the hall of fame. You know, one of the guys on this list could come out and I wouldn't really matter to me, right. If one of these, guys that they put in there like like how did he get in here but it's oftentimes as you say that the veterans committee there'll be a former teammate um or even his manager that lobbies for him to all the other voters and there may only be 15 or 16 voters in yeah. some of these smaller committees and you got to put him in you got to put and him in he deserves it so he was uh, that good now, now, and I didn't break down my list by writers versus um, – Neither did I. Veterans. So, sometimes I do. Veterans I, I know
1: who I have it in on mine who did it, but like, I, I didn't put it in any kind of like, order or
0: anything. And because I'm so much older than you are, um, and, and that only means that when I hear players – like the first guy I, I, I read an article about in the Bleacher Report thing was Phil Rizzuto. So, Phil Rizzuto was a, a name I always heard, like, oh, yeah, really didn't belong in the Hall of Fame and yeah. Scooter Rizzuto. So, and then I looked at his stuff. I'm not sure why, because he wasn't, I said, it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be when I looked 42.2 B war in 13 seasons. He won an MVP and he had a 23 career D war. All right, maybe that is not the greatest Hall of Fame committer because he didn't – he averaged more than three per year at least, which is one of our criteria. That I think is at least three B-war a year. Mm-hmm. But Rizzuto would not be on my list of a guy I take out of the Hall of Fame even if he was a little guy who didn't hit a lot of home runs and played shortstop.
1: Right, and I think I, I think it's interesting because one of the difficult things about this is that you're disparaging guys that ultimately all actually for the most part had really good careers. Because it's not like you didn't get into the Hall of Fame by accident in a, as much like, you know. you At least guy, for the most part, from right. what we can see. You, you didn't, you know, stumble into the Hall of Fame where, like, some guy had wow. an absolutely dreadful career. And he's just like, oh, I don't know why they put me here. Wow. I think they got something wrong. I
0: might have a guy, but. Well, I mean, if you do, I would love to hear it. like Because
1: I think for the most part, I, I mean, you've got some of, like, the more, like, another guy that I think kind of is somebody that typically comes out of this is Nellie Fox.
0: Yeah, Nellie Fox is on a lot of lists when it comes
1: right. to Right, and, and it's not surprising he was in, inducted in the 1997 by the Veterans Committee. But when you look over his career, I mean, he was a weak-hitting offensive second baseman. He played good defense, but I mean –
0: well, he won an MVP, right? So a lot of times when you win an MVP, that you helped. get extra consideration.
1: Right, he had three Gold Gloves and fifteen All Star games.
0: He finished in the top ten in the MVP voting six other times. So, uh, to me, when you fin- that that means obviously in the voting you know, aspectively from that from that that that's pretty. You don't get lucky getting in the top ten in MVP voting seven times, winning one of those times. Right, but uh, he's also a singles hitter. Right, his his ninety four career ops plus. Well that's just not good. <laughs> right. And he was a good defensive player, but he wasn't a 21 career D-war. Pretty good. Pretty good, but he wasn't a he wasn't Aussie Smith. Right. He wasn't Ozzy Smith. And and what I also seem to 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 uh, to, to see uh, come out of it is if you played your entire career for the same team. Here it is again. A lot of these guys. You become a myth. Of, right, right. The myth
1: like aspect of you is increased so much more. You, because the idea of Nellie Fox becomes so much more because he became an 19
0: years as you know, the second baseman. For the White Sox. You know, just, I think you'll see it as a theme, at least in some of the ones that I think, okay, he played his whole career. So the next guy I have on my list is a, a player you didn't see play but you've heard about him and who's, who's oftentimes it's like, what is he in there? And, and that's only because of his low batting average because he had 447 career home runs and had a you know, very good arm in right field, 64.8 B-War. So hmm. why would you even question this guy, Andre Dawson, because of his career under 260 batting average? I think he hit 249 for his career. Right, that feel he feels like a guy that got in Ooh. when hitting
1: 450 home runs. Or almost that. Almost that can be four forty-seven, but when you're hitting that many home runs was basically a guaranteed Ticket to the Hall of Fame. And
0: also, and he didn't play this whole career with one team, but the year that he won the MVP for a last place Cubs team, he took a lot of heat for that. How dare you win the MVP as if somehow, and be on a last as place as if he was like the one that like got people to vote for like he did something other you know, than just play the game. But Andre Dawson is in my Hall of Fame every day of the week, so he wouldn't be on my list. Uh, so yeah, obviously. Because I think, I mean, I
1: think I think for me the problem is you just
0: have too many of these guys where, you know. A guy like Burley Grimes. Burley Grimes. So he was the last guy that was legally allowed to throw the spitball. That's really his contribution,
1: <laughs> right? Like, which is just weird, right? When we're like, okay, we're gonna put you in the
0: Hall of okay, Fame, man. pal. <laughs> you
1: were the last guy that was legally allowed to throw the spitball, like, okay, and, we, and he needs to be in the Hall because he was like, other than that, he was a a a pitcher. Yes, he, that, he that won would twenty be, that games would, would five times. Right,
0: right, for good teams. For
1: good teams.
0: That was about it. When winning 20 games was really not as unusual as it, it, it in and, our and, mind today. And, and, but it meant a lot more, too. Right, being, being a twenty game winner was being, a and being doing it five times, but it was something that was expected because
1: that, that 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 means something, because then he was a twenty years a guy that was known
0: as a twenty game winner. So here's another Burley Grimes thing I came up with. So he started and won two games for the nineteen thirty one championship Cardinals. So you get that mythic thing when there's only there's, there's little news about sports, and this guy pitches starts and pitches two wins in the World Series. After that, almost anything he did for the rest of his career is gravy. At least in the at least that. Why you go to the Hall of Fame? I guess you have Frankie Frisch or somebody who is pitching you literally uh, to be into the Hall of Fame. So yeah, Burley Grames he he, he is in my one of my top ten contenders for yep. being up there. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, I I came with a guy named Freddie Lindstrom. Yeah. Um, Frankie Frisch, Another guy, Frankie Fish advocated for. Frankie Fish was very you know he was the guy that was traded for Rogers Hornsby, which was you know like I always thought Rogers Hornsby was a Way better ball player. Than what was
1: like was that like their apology to
0: to this guy? I don't like, know. Sorry, you were the other guy. And hey, right. yeah, Freddie Lindstrom's going in the Hall of Fame in right. second base instead of Rogers Hornsby. Well, not instead, but in addition to Rogers In addition, uh, Joe Tinker, um, again, a sort of early. 20th but wasn't he part player. of that Tinker to Tinkers to Evans, Evans to James. Chance, right? Yeah. And, and and aside from that, his he had a career D WAR of twenty four. So so all D because his his overall B WAR of fifty three point nine is eh, He's to me, he's kind of a better Bill Mazeroski, so you know where I'm going and, with this. And, and
1: unfortunately, <laughs> Mazeroski is a guy that I would also say probably oh, doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, I, I would. Mazeroski, I think on for, the basis of that one that play. That one play, and I think. He because just to bring up another guy who would probably come up on this list for both of us at least and guys you talk about is Jack Morris right because same thing he was a guy that like people don't let the whole like oh he was such an unlikable guy that's why no no that had nothing to do it didn't help him but let's, let's be honest he's pretty suspect but I think that one game definitely helped him and i would feel better about being game seven of the world right Series i would to feel be, personally between the two of them mazaroski's home run was a bigger deal to me i would rather keep him in than morris right
0: and and by the way and, and i don't neither of those guys i i think that they're questionable guys that are on my list of 48 but they're not on my list of so guys i got I a guy out. i
1: got a guy here that you're gonna probably balk at this is the one i think that you're gonna hate
0: lou brock you know, he came up on a lot of lists and I couldn't understand why, you know, and, and really, I guess as a fan, having watched him play, you know, he has the 938 career stolen bases and he broke all kinds of records. So because he also he, had also got caught 304 times.
1: He was 75% success rate on stolen bases in his career. It's not great. Yeah, but it's pretty you, bad. But for,
0: for a guy that steals as much as him. Well, we do by today's analytics, you would say that maybe that seventy five percent wasn't as effective as it appeared at the time because the guy still stole over a hundred bases in right. the season. But think about how often he was getting thrown out. But when he first got traded from the Cubs in this famous trade, right, that was the steal, the steal of the uh, of the 60s when Lou Brock goes from the Cubs to the Cardinals, uh, and the Cardinals won the World Series. And Lou Brock was a fantastic postseason player. Right. Lou Brock, you know. He also was
1: a career 344 on base percentage.
0: Yeah, but that, that's not for a, a leadoff for, for a guy for a guy that
1: you're counting on. So think about it. He doesn't get a, he doesn't get on base a ton and then he gets thrown out a bunch on top of that.
0: You know, I think, he, he, you know, the, the reason I don't have him on my list of, of 10 values is that he his stolen base, the way that he ran and all that changed the game. He was on two championship teams and played an oh. incredible of role. And but that's why that's why everybody began to think he was maybe even better than I. I, I looked at his career stats and I agree that I thought he would had a better career than he did right. because of all of the hullabaloo about Lou Brock and the Steels and you know. But the one hundred and nine career ops plus, eh. was he a good uh, defensive player? Not really, <laughs> not really a good defensive player. So you know, definitely there. Okay, let, let's let's get now. I, I have a guy. Um, That I've heard many times, people saying he doesn't belong to be in the Hall of Fame. Ted Lyons is he anywhere on your list? So old White Sox pitcher, uh, career seventy point eight B WAR for a pitcher. Well, we're done now, right? Because you know how hard it is for pitchers to get WAR like regular players. For him to even if he accumulated seventy WAR in his career, I said so. Ted Lyons doesn't belong on the list. I don't know why people put him on the list for.
1: I got a guy. I got a guy early win. Early win. He's on my list too, right? He's I think he's a good candidate because he's a guy that only just got to 300 wins as a pitcher, which means a lot, but that was something that meant a lot more. That was a three thousand hits kind of statistic. And if you got there as a pitcher, that that really mattered. But he was just a guy that pitched for a zillion years.
0: For a lot of good teams. For a lot, So of, the reason that he had the wins is because he, he had the good fortune. And, and unfortunately for him, he never played on a World Series winner in 23 seasons. That's just a little odd. Right. You know? So you were uh, one of the best pitchers. For, on, the, on the better teams. On the better teams. And, and you never, never won, won a won World, World Series. series. I don't blame him for that. And, and like I said, he's one of my 48. But he is not a top candidate for me to Interesting. To, to, to take out. I, I Burley Grimes, I think, is the only one. Uh, that we both agree so on. So then right who now. is one of your top 10 guys So right uh, the now. first guy I'm going to go, and, and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because as a player, he wasn't very notable, but he did play. And he is just a reprehensible human being. And that'd be Charles Comiskey. Hmm. So Comiskey Park, you've heard of, obviously. Yes. Think, so he was a player, former player. Um, and... We have him to thank for the Black Sox in a lot of ways because he was the tightwad that wouldn't pay them and mm. you know, which is why they were approached by gamblers. And and he was a racist, really horrible person <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm trying to hold back here a little bit and by the way i'm going to throw in another guy so he is on my definitive list right. of guys i would, would throw out and and maybe i'm being a little bit you know another owner who um clark griffith mm-hmm. who owned the senators then they moved to minnesota and clark griffith was he was a barely a player i mean he, he was more as an executive all that stuff why is this guy in the Hall of Fame? He's a horrible So human I, stuck,
1: being. I stuck I stuck I stood away from, from the play, from, 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 from those of kinds of things it They was were too easy for too me. Easy. You're right. So I'll take the easy way out from my first guy I'm putting up there. I'll just take the easiest one on there. The one anybody that's gonna be able to doing
0: it, and that's Lloyd Wayner. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's on my list. He's he, one of, the, he's one of the, my five, so I have to. Come I, up with I another think one now,
1: right? But like I think that's we were we are always going to agree at least on a few of them. I'm just going to seal that one because that one was an easy
0: one. So he was little poison, yeah. to his brother Paul Wayner, who is a legit Hall of Famer, uh, big poison, and Lloyd Wayner did really nothing extraordinary, but play baseball for a long time, if you consider that extraordinary at the major league level.
1: So, I mean, I got another few guys. I got another one that I think is a pretty, you know, like the problem is that he played the majority of his career and or at least the beginning of his career in funny baseball time. So I don't know how much of this I can properly judge, even if it was only a couple of seasons. But that was the big, tall, six foot
0: four first baseman, George Kelly. George Kelly, yes, and that's not not be, not to be confused with Hugh Highpockets Kelly, um, and and George. No, Kelly. no, this is highpockets. Oh, this is highpockets. I'm sorry, this is Highpockets. A six foot four, and now he led the league
1: in home runs once, and he got led the league in RBIs twice, and but that was about it. You know, his career averages were not
0: great for 162 games, like he- 148 career home runs in uh, 16 seasons. Okay, that's that's like, like fifteen homers that. that's that's, that's, Homer that, a not, season. You know, that's a little more than ten, yeah. A, a season, a career twenty five. Now, if you play what sixteen years and you can only get twenty five, you're not even averaging two WAR a year. So now you, the, the flags are up. The flags are up, right? He, I think, is somebody that like just you're kind of looking at on him my list and too,
1: and you go, why this guy? Why is he in the Hall of Fame?
0: So I, I would I would have him on my list as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little on the. Um, Uh, side of a guy you don't know because he played as what you would call funny baseball Mm team. He played in uh, for Cincinnati um, and uh, uh, in 1918, Mm -hmm. Jesse Haynes, he was a Cardinal and a red Um, actually he was a Cardinal for his, his career. He played one game and five innings for Cincinnati. Okay, he played 18 years for St. Louis. I don't know why he played one game for Cincinnati and pitched 5 innings. Other than that, he played the rest of his 18 years for like, the Cardinals. I, he just hated the city of Cincinnati. I didn't want to be a career Cardinal. I had to go do this. I'm sorry. And, and so he he didn't play in 1919, which was uh the obviously the Black Sox years. And then he played 18 years. So he came up for Cincinnati in in, in 18. And then he played another 18 years for St. Louis after he skipped 19 nights. I mean, he still had a terrible experience in Cincinnati to just drop baseball for all you years. He had
1: to take an entire year off from the game just to recover.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and so he played in a, a three World Series, but he only pitched in 1926 for two thirds of an inning. So to be on those St. Louis worlds and never get a chance tells you what your team thought of you. Right. So, uh, yeah. But, he, but that he feels like one of those guys that was kind of just there on the right teams and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame because he was on three Jesse Haynes, He played for three World Series of winners on the Gas House Gang Cardinals. Yeah, well, other than that, he was on the team. I'm not sure you can say anything else. So I got another guy
1: that might be a little bit
0: blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Jim Catfish Hunter. Catfish is a, a guy that I, I, I listed as one of my 48. And and I wrote, because uh, I, I, I took some notes on this, he kind of, he looks like Andy Pettit a little bit when you look at his career in terms of, you know, he had about the same amount of wins. Right. He had an
1: the- excellent five-year
0: period of brilliance that
1: really helped elevate him to that Hall of, State, Hall of Fame status. But nearly, like, ha- like, almost half of his victories, which rank in the bottom percentile among all Hall of Fame pitchers, came in that one five-year period. And he was also doing this at like with two of the best teams in a super pitcher friendly decade. Cause like when you look at him outside that five year stretch, he was 113
0: and 117. So now, when did he go to the Yankees? I, 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 do you have his Yankees? I don't know when, when he, he went. The Yankees because uh, he went to the Yankees. I 76. I don't know when he went 76, 76, to the Yankees. So let's see if we can find it because, so he pitches for the A's in 72, three and four, they win the world series. He goes to the Yankees. They win the World Series in seventy-seven and seventy-eight. And then he stinks. Right, but, but just so the, when you're on, you're, you're seeing the guy pitch in the playoffs and the World Series and all this stuff. It gives people sometimes the idea that the guy might be a totally because he, he was their number one, right? And
1: so, he was so good for that period of time.
0: And so, so that's all that stays in people's memories is like, wow, I remember when Catfish Hunter. He was really no, his career WHIP is one point one three. That's pretty good for a starting pitcher. For a starting so, pitcher, that, that's pretty good. By the way, Andy Pettit is, is one point three five, which is another reason why it's, I'm gonna have a hard time ever getting on the pettit train and saying that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. No, Pettit Pettit somebody, but, but neither of us But he didn't that. have the three thousand strike, it didn't have any of the other marquee pitcher type stats. Yeah, right,
1: right. He just kind of is he was a good pitcher for a bunch of World Series teams.
0: Right, right. Um, and another guy along that line is a guy who pitched for a long time uh, for, for the Philly A's, the Red Sox, and Yankees, and it was fortunate enough to play for World Series winning teams on the Yankees, Herb Penick. Um, and again, he kind of has the same Andy Pettit, catfish hunter thing. He, okay, played for some good teams, um, you know, but really didn't have much distinguishing to him other than playing for those good teams. And, and at a time when you got highlighted a lot, because October baseball was, you know, baseball was way bigger than football at the time. So, you know, everybody knew the baseball players in a, in a much, in a much bigger way. Um, I'm going to just throw out some names. We don't need to go too too deep into yeah. it. Uh, I see Jim Bottomley's name come up on these lists all the time. He played 11 years for the Cardinals, and then he went to the Browns, obviously, uh, being a St. Louis guy. I, I assume that's the why he was there for the two Cardinal championships. And again, winning, is- winning World
1: Series definitely, definitely
0: helps. Right, right. This is why, guys, you know, because – there wasn't any other game in town. And so you just became aware of the guy because you were following the World Series. Uh, a name that, that is a Hall of Famer, revolutionized relief pitching in, in Bruce Souter a lot of times is on a list because he only had 12 years. He's, he's a pretty
1: weak Hall of Fame
0: candidate overall. But, but I would say because of the way that he was used as a reliever at a time where they were just starting well, to transition like, into this. I have a guy that's like that
1: because he also revolutionized baseball, but one of his key contributions can't be measured because they didn't count for it back in the 1800s. And that's Tommy McCarthy. Oh, yeah,
0: he's on my list. He's one of my guys.
1: Right, because he invented. he's credited with the invention of the hit-and-run play. Except the problem is one of the things, he was an, a, a notorious base dealer, except they didn't track stolen bases back then. So nobody has any idea how good he actually was. Because when you look at the statistics that people did
0: track, they weren't good. They weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they weren't good. And that's it, it seems a bit unfair. And that's why we talk about it's hard to evaluate anyway, some of those, Like, those like And he was play, inv- he was inducted stats.
1: in in 1846 by the old timers committee. So he was at least inducted in by people that probably were at least saw him play or were, like, aware of him when he was a player? How do I judge him as a, somebody in 2023 who has no video footage of what he ever did? I can never Can't. see what he did. I, I can mean, only look at what's
0: existing. So it's it's hard to pull guys out, but his stats are so bad Right, you, of- you probably would. Um, okay, I've got Chick, uh, Chuck Hafey. Um, played for St. Louis, won the World Series in 1926 and 1931. You know, he he won. Um, he was a good player for those teams, so I, I don't want to make it like he wasn't a productive player. Right. That's all. These guys were good players. Career ops of a plus of 133 is is good, but a low career WAR of 31.2. Uh, and you wonder that he had a lot of really good players on that team, and he's not a name that any a lot of people remember, at least not these days, from those gas houses, you know, Dizzy Dean and stuff like that. You remember those kinds of names. So he he's not on my final list, but he's a name that comes up. Um Ray Shock is a is, is a game is a name
1: that you see pop up on these. So, so he played
0: for the Black Sox. Um, most of his war is D war. So the guy was a stud defensive catcher. He had a you know a great D war, but he batted 253 for his career. And anytime you got a, a career batting average, is, Andrew Jones is still not in the Hall of Fame because all people can see is 254. You know, like like not the 400, and, right. you know. And, and
1: it's kind of ridiculous when you could say he was just as good as a defensive center fielder exactly. as anybody that's played the game. And he was way better header than that guy was.
0: So I'm, I'm going to go controversial on you only because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to catch some flack because I've been talking about this guy a lot in our podcast recently because I just don't understand the levels of cheating that happened in baseball. So a guy that I would say, well, probably should come out of the hall of fame. We're going to take people out as Gaylord Perry. Cause he threw the spitball he Threw the spitball, right? He wrote the book, as I've said, said before, called me and the spitter, me and the spitter and acknowledged acknowledged it. And nobody knew when he threw it and when he didn't, and the players were thinking about it. It's like, like, okay, okay, I admitted to cheating during the games. That's like, that's like, that's like, that's like Barry Bonds going, yeah, I did it. I took it, which he's never said by right. the way. Oh, and say, so put me in the hall of fame anyway. Yeah. That's what Gaylord Perry did. Why is it any different? Because, ah, oh, shucks, he got away with it. He's so clever. <laughs> well, the other guys got away with it too, but it doesn't count when they do it. Yeah. But- so, so And by the way, statistically, Gaylord Perry would belong in any Hall of Fame 90 career B-War. Right. He's not somebody on my list because. But, but I took him out because if we're going to put guys before cheating, I think he should come out because that's
1: not right. Well, I think, I think another guy that I think going with another pitcher, at least somebody that I'm going to have. Is a guy that has a kind of a great name. That's Rube Marquard.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And Marquard. And it's just, I mean, when you look at his career statistics, they're. Um, he's, he's a definite out for me, by the way. Right. He's a guy that goes, because you're just looking at there, like, they're how de-. did he get in there? He was really. He, again, what I noticed that a lot of these guys is that they had these
0: peaks. There were these like three or five year runs where they were really, really good. And you played for good teams. So Rube Marquardt never won a World Series, but he was two and five in World Series starts. So so, he, so he obviously played for good enough teams to get that many starts. He also still holds a record that is likely to ever be unbroken. Never be broken.
1: Nineteen consecutive wins. Okay. But that,
0: that meant something. <laughs> right, right. People cared a lot more
1: about stupid
0: stuff. And, and like we keep saying, that the, the news was not as broad now. So you had read about, he just got his 17th straight win. Wow. And you keep reading Rube Marquardt's name going, this guy must be really good. And, and you don't really evaluate. Right, it because that. now
1: what people would look at is they go, that's really cool. But that was a statistical anomaly. That's unlikely. That's not a representation of what this – it wasn't like people put together – Five straight different times of doing 15 consecutive
0: wins. You have that in your career. Okay, now we're talking. Right, right, right. Well, he's he's a definite out for me. So that's we have a lot of the same ones. Yeah. Um there's a guy whose name whose name keeps coming up on, in all these lists, but I don't have him on my final list, but he's on one of my forty-eight, is Don Sutton. Okay, so so accused of being the classic compiler. Right, got the 300 wins, 3,500 strikeouts. You know what? If you got 3,500 strikeouts, shouldn't that be enough? Like, it's not like 3,004, right? You got 3,500 strikeouts. I mean, you know, it's going to be hard for people to strike out 3,000 guys in a, in a career yeah. now, given the way baseball is played. So those are m- going to become, I think, even more mythical. And Sutton accumulated 66 war in 23 seasons. So he falls slightly under the three war a season. But he's a pitcher, and we give pitchers. You can't evaluate it in our opinion, right? Yeah, You'd agree, in the same way you do um, hitter war. Um, and he, the thing for Sutton was he was probably never the best pitcher on his own team. And that's got to hurt yeah. <laughs> Right? So you have you know, this, these, this Koufax guy and, and this Don Drysdale guy, and he went to Milwaukee, and he wasn't even the number one starter when he pitched for the Brewers uh, uh, AL championship team in 1982. Uh, but dude, the dude in that time where taking the ball meant something. This guy took the ball. He would not be on my list, but I understand the idea. Why he, he pops up. Why, why did you mention Rick Farrell already? I, I haven't yet. Yeah. No, I haven't yet. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he he would be uh, a, a name that comes up frequently. And, you know, he had a brother that also played Major League Baseball. A two-time All-Star himself who was a pitcher also hit t- more home runs than his catcher brother. Right. Wes, Wes was, was a stud. Um, And and so the, the old brother thing kind of pops up again like the Wainers. Right. right. You know, my brother should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, And, yeah, he wouldn't be on my final list, but he is definitely a guy that I so would. So who, who is on your final list? Well, we, we got a few here. Yeah, right? you got, I got
1: Charles Comiskey, Clark Griffith, and, and Jesse Haynes. And I've got Lloyd Wainer, George Kelly, and, George
0: Kelly, right, and uh, Raul Marquez. Well, and I had Kelly and McCarthy, right, um, Markard, Gaylord Perry, Gaylord Perry. Of yeah. course, I, I cheated because I put Comiskey, Charles Comiskey and Clark Griffith in there as because they did play, and then they were just you know god awful right. o- owner people. Um, so you only need one more, then. So I only need one more. I, I have more for you to have five. Well, I don't. I didn't get to five. So. Um, I didn't put Burley Grimes in there, right? I didn't, we don't, I, I, I will put him. Jesse Bur- Haynes was my other yeah, guy.
1: I'll put in Burley Grimes for me. So we each have one left.
0: So, and I put in Jesse Haynes as my other yeah. guy. So is that five for me? You know, you've got Comiskey, Griffith,
1: Haynes, Perry.
0: Um, and I think I had. Ray shock, markard card. was a definite
1: Rube, I I put mark card. Okay. So then I'll me. go with Ray shock. You're going to go with Ray shock as yeah. your other one. Yeah. yeah. And my last one to give us 10 will be that. See, it's like, here's a guy like Pie trainer. Yep. He's
0: on my list too. Not on my top, but yep.
1: Just because like, he's like the type of guy, when you look at his career, it's a good
0: career, but it's just a very good career. It's not a hall of fame career. So he played his again, He played his entire 17-year career for the Pirates. Mm -hmm. So right away, you play for the same team. Now you're a legend. And the Pirates, remember, they don't win the World Series. A lot, sorry, Pirate fans, Um, 71 and 79 being the most recent. But before that, they hadn't won since 1925. Guess who was the star of the 1925 Pirates when they actually won their World Series? Mm -hmm. Yes, that would be one Pie trainer. So, you know, a third baseman who had 58 career home runs. So it's really hard if you're going to play a corner position and have no power, right, you know, to have somebody to so but he had the 320 career batting average. So um that's fine, but his 38 WAR in the 17 career once again he barely gets over to worry so this is why his name comes up all the time i don't really care you know the pirates got to have some guys in there besides clementi and willie Stargil. right um, like maseroski for that matter
1: Right. is that, is that why R- rabbit moranville yes. got in there yeah rabbit moranville i think he would be my final choice you
0: know and everybody puts rabbit moranville and i think and when i, I have to go down and slide to him because i think i look and i say you know he would he uh, by the way he has a great name so maybe he should just be in the hall of fame because his name is freaking Rabbit Moranville. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He has a 318 career on base. 23 seasons, career B-War of 43, 30 of 30.8 D-War. So the guy was a magician at shortstop. Right. That's why he's in there.
1: Because he was a great defensive shortstop, but that's about it.
0: And he had an 82 ops. By the way, Ozzie Smith had an 87 career OPS. So Ozzy was not a fabulous hitter, but <laughs> there's no way Rabbit Moranville was the equal of Ozzy Smith at shortstop. And that's have... the problem. So you can, you're basically saying, I'm going to let one guy in there who just was the all-time great. And and people would argue Mazarowski, by the way, was that good a second baseman that, aside from the one hit we say made him over, that he was that much better. I don't know if I agree with that because I I, – Yeah, I don't
1: know if I agree with that necessarily, but I think at the end of the day – I think the problem is is that when you get down into the muck here, there's actually a whole bunch of guys that you could make the argument – If you're going against if you're going for an even smaller haul, you can say, yeah, there are a whole bunch of guys that you could kick out.
0: Right, right. So I'll, I'll quickly go down a bunch of other names that are well-known names, right? Kirby Puckett. Right. His name comes up. It's like, like, why would Kirby Puckett well, – well, I don't know. Six-time gold glove, 51 D uh, war in 12 his biggest, years, his 10, biggest, v, 10 MVP right, votes. He, uh, but come on. And, his biggest sin is that he just didn't play long enough, and that's not really his fault. Right, right. Eckersley, I, that's crazy. That's I, crazy. I, I, he comes up. Tony Perez. Eduardo's dad. He pops up a little bit because, again, he's a guy that can kind of be looked at as a bit of a compiler. He just played five years too long because he probably would have much better average stats if he didn't play those last five years. Where he was bad. He was not good. Um, uh, 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 Billy Herman um, was a good defender, 15 years, 57 WAR. I Uh, mean, it's not great, uh, but why take the guy out? But I think what it shows is that the old baseball writers definitely
1: romanticized the soft-hitting, good defensive player.
0: Right. And they didn't have the defensive metrics that we use today. Right. right. You didn't really know range. You just kind of you feel for to, the guy. You have to get a
1: feel it. for it, which is why I think you have a lot of these guys in there because hitting was a lot easier to measure out who was quantifiably better than other people. Where defensive metrics, it was a lot easier for you to argue which one of these guys was
0: better uh joe ducky don't call me ducky actually he would beat the heck, the heck out of you Um, uh, played on a world series winner for the cardinals in the mid-30s it's just a lot of these guys he won an mvp um but uh, as career ops of 134 what was his name joe medwick joe medwick you've, you've heard me talk about him before um i don't know why you bounce him goose gossage well uh, he's not a guy that you should move out with. okay so goose gossage had 310 saves and pissed in a thousand games we're done now Right, <laughs> a guy pitched a thousand games. You pitch a thousand games, you probably belong in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. You just got out there. I don't know. If Jesse Arrosco probably pitched a thousand games. Doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Wait, now it just go again. That would just go again. Yeah, right in his said, case, though. well, because he didn't have three hundred and ten saves the way Goose Gossage did, True. and Gossage also was pitching at a time where you'd have three inning saves. He you would. He wouldn't just come. Orozco in Arrosco would last come in for literally a batter. Right, right. He was. He was our later day. Um, guys that come up, Heine Minuch. Yeah. Um, you know, you've seen him. Um, he, and, and I thought, wow, he got in the Hall of Fame despite that in his one World Series uh, for Washington in 1933, he batted 111. You think Ooh. that would get you not in the Hall that, of Fame?
1: That hurt you a little bit more.
0: Wade Hoyt's name came up because he pitched for the Yankees he, in seven World Series he pitched. Uh, and that's so you saw the guy pitch in the World right. Series every year. So,
1: so being on these good teams.
0: For all of this time, definitely helped a lot of these guys. And Hoyt Wilhelm, I don't know why people get. I like Hoyt Wilhelm. I think he was a really interesting pitcher, really good pitcher. Pitched in a thousand games, two hundred and twenty-eight saves, and one hundred and forty-three wins. That's kind of like Eckersley, like when you've got the right, two different things you to- did. That's, but Other guys kind of like they didn't have either one of those in there. Right there they right? want to bounce. Some people want to bounce Hack Wilson. So I wrote if Mazeroski gets on the basis of one home run, then Hack Wilson's 190 RBIs in 1930 is why he's in the Hall of Fame. Right, exactly. He gets on the basis of that one season. And, you know, it's unfortunate because his career ops was 144 plus his ops plus was 144. So that's really good. That's really good. So, so there's a there's short a, career.
1: Right. I think the thing with the difference for me is 120 is you were a good player. 120,
0: 125, you're a really good player. 140. You were a special player, right? And then Hack Wilson for a number of years again. You know, so he had out battles with alcohol and right, and, and, and so so people want to take him out posthumously, I guess, uh, which I don't understand because being a guy not a that guy. can't defend himself, uh, Jim Rice, uh, the the career Red Sox, sixteen years, another guy in the Hall of Fame. Right. People want to take him out, three hundred eighty-two career. So I think what we see is like I think I think what?
1: you can kind of cook up the concoction for the type of guy to get in that you're going to say the type of guys are guys that will be defensive specialists right that played their whole career for one team that won world series during that run that got voted in by the writers committee well the writers right that would be kind of where you would go is those are the players that are going to probably be your
0: most controversial guys right right um So it's the Veterans Committee guys, right? Right. right. So some of the writers guys, just a a couple more. Um, Luis Aparicio, who won an MVP, um, had a lousy batting average, wasn't a big hitter, but was a great defender with a 31 uh, D-War, nine gold gloves, 13-time All-Star. Okay, so maybe he wasn't a great hitter, but he played at the shortstop position of all places. I'm going to allow for my lesser hitter to be there probably more than just about any position on the field.
1: I love how we're having it with this whole discussion about guys we want to take out, and you're just listing a whole bunch of guys. You're like, I
0: don't want to take them out, though. No, because I, I did, these are names that come up when you read all these lists. Is what I was saying, about right? That. Right. So you you mentioned most of the guys I have on list. So I can't, like, so I got the last guy that I think we'll talk about. And I like, just
1: think it's interesting. It's just interesting to show you how difficult right, this is, right. in that like. When we, when you come to talk about removing guys, for the most part, there are very few guys that like you would look at and go, they're slam dunks. And a lot of them come from, I'd say pre 1940, certainly 1965 and earlier for the most part. And it makes sense. You know, you know what, that's just changing how we look at the game
0: and our ability to evaluate statistics for these guys. Right. And and so the last guy we'll talk about is the guy because we, we can't do this. And I was gonna mention Red Ruffing and he pitched for some good Yankee teams and he's in the Hall of Fame, but that's not the guy. The guy I want to talk about is the guy that everybody wants to talk about that he ruined the Hall of Fame because he primarily was a DH lead in his career, wasn't a very good defensive player. Um didn't 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 play his whole career for one team. He did he did move around. Um and he played a long, long time. And I
1: think I know why some people say he
0: ruined it. And who is he? Harold Bain. That is correct, and he is the poster boy for who ruined the Hall of Fame, which is so unfair, you right. know. Because and I, 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 but I think
1: because it is not him; it is what he is emblematic of. He is emblematic of an owner and a manager lobbying for a specific player to get in the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, that's exactly how he got in there,
1: right? Because Larusa, and it was Jerry uh, Reinsdorf, yes lobbied for him to be in the Hall of
0: Fame like crazy. So, so from a statistical standpoint, you could look at, okay, well, he had 384 career home runs. Well, that's a lot of home runs. Not but, enough to on its own, obviously. He was a career like two... He, he eight. had 2,886 career hits. Could have got another 114 hits. People wouldn't want to talk about it so much because he have 3,000. Then he'd have 3,000 and he a <laughs> lot <laughs> pretty, He was a six-time All-Star, so this guy was no uh, you know, lousy player or anything like that. The guy was a good player. He had one top, MV, uh, top 10 MVP season and one season silver slugger and his ops plus which we were talking about is right there at that 121 level which is like okay you better have some other stuff in there right and he (laughs) He didn't (laughs) he never led the league in any statistical category i think that's a big one you came up with never led the league in any statistical category now that's not a prerequisite for being in the hall of fame but
1: it just tells you that this guy was never the best at anything he was just a really good player for a long time and so, and, 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 as a and compiler, that's the <laughs> compiler, and that's the problem when you look at his hits and his home runs, is that they feel less impressive because he was like a twenty, how many seasons over
0: over twenty seasons,
1: right? Three hundred eighty home runs is a lot less impressive over that time frame,
0: and and in a, in a in a time where he only was he was one of the first full time DHs, right?
1: So he doesn't even play the field.
0: Now you can have a full time DH like Edgar Martinez and have no question about his Hall of Fame because he hit candidacy. Because he was a crazy good hitter. Because he was a, cra- a hitter in a way that Baines was not. Exactly. So um, so the guys that we take out, let's just do one, one more review here. So you have Charles Comiskey, mm-hmm. Clark Griffith, yeah.
1: Jesse Haynes, yep. Gaylord Perry, and Ray Schalk. Sorry, Gaylord. I've got Lloyd Weiner. Don't come beat me up. Uh, George, I think I did. I picked, I picked a lot he of. He passed pen. away. By yeah, We've got Lloyd Wayne, George Kelly, and Rube Marquard. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident that all those guys are dead. So are, I, and I'm only good. getting haunted by ghosts. So you
0: only you only putting down same d- with Burley
1: Grimes. He's passed for sure, a long time yeah. ago. And then His Rabbit, fingers are still wet though. Then Rabbit Marineville. He's also gone. So okay, good. i no one's coming I'm, after. The you. only thing that are coming <laughs> after me are zombies <laughs> and ghosts, and maybe some very angry relatives on Twitter.
0: But to see how it took us to get here, the point is. Adding a few more players is not going to ruin the Hall of Fame. Taking these guys out isn't going to make the Hall of Fame better. Better, right. So, so you know, because there, there's reasons took, why it if happened. If we took these 10
1: guys out, there would still be all those guys that should be in there that are not in there. Besides, it gives us something to talk about. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at yes. AlmostCoop.